I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let me see. let me hear what you have, Kate. Go for it. Did you practice this week? Did I practice? Oh, my intro? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. All right. So, another episode of Pants. I am Kate. And I am Leisha. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I haven't seen you all week. We've had on... Well, you can't hear them. Oh, me? You're asking me? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen you all week. We've had two separate schedules and um, when I'm at work, you're gone. I know. I know. I see you this week though. Strangers in the night. Okay. Exchanging glances. All right. Um, Okay. We, you and I, yeah, totally different schedules. I don't know what's going on. We need to talk to the writers. We'll make up for lost time in the next two weeks, but... I'm actually going to see you later to record something else. Oh, God, that's right. You know, that we can't say, but that's going to be fun. I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a Saturday recording sesh with my best friend, Kate, twice in a row. With my bestie, Leisha. I know I just said sesh. I would just like everyone to know I did that in an ironic way. I don't I don't really do that i don't really what, talk like, that way th- think of obnoxious nicknames abbreviate for the three, no, syllable, abbreviate three the syllable words, words. Yeah, yeah i don't do that that was a thing a little bit ago no it still is a thing it still is a thing i heard one recently oh god and i can't think of what it was but i didn't like it and i thought just say the word it's three syllables you can get right, you can do say it. the word we all can do it do you not have just the time it. are you so busy i mean personally you can't i'm not finish talking is that how busy you are we have a sash. You know? We have a sesh. We have a sesh today. I don't even know what time that sesh is at. It's on the sketch. <laughs> okay. <it's, laughs> maybe that was the word I heard. It was something and I didn't like it. It upset me. It's not okay with us. No, it's pants land. Mm-mm. Um, I learned something this week. Do you want to hear about it? I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was something 
kind of fun to share because I was blown away by this. Ready? Hit me. Yeah, hit me. It happens to have something to do with lobsters. I can't say why. Oh, God. But okay. I oh, right, learned, right, right. Okay. I learned on set the other day that lobsters pee mm-hmm. out of their eyeballs. And it's not just, it's not a soft trickle. It's a like shoots out of their eyes, like lasers out of their eyeballs. That's how they pee. I think I read that fun fact on Uberfax. Oh, really? Yeah. You could have told me. Well, it went in one ear and out the other. Um, I just thought, oh, that's interesting. And I moved on with my day. Yeah, that's nothing Alicia's ever going to need to know about. (laughs) Did you have a firsthand experience with an eye pissing lobster? Um, no, I don't want to give anything up. It's, it's not that I'm just asking, did you have an interaction? I had an interaction with a lobster. I know, but did you have that sort of interaction? I did not get peed on. I did not get peed on, but I was in a vulnerable situation where the whole time where I'm trying to lose myself in this character in the scene, all Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about is getting peed on (laughs) as I'm staring (laughs) Into the eyes Wouldn't of you a like to see that though? Wouldn't you like to witness that? <laughs> see myself get peed on? No. No, I would like to see a lobster pee through its eyes. Wouldn't that I be would fascinating have... to see? Sure. Yes. I mean, maybe once. Are they friendly? So friendly. So adorable. What if someone had a pet lobster and it just like hangs out with you on the couch? Mm-hmm. First of all, I think they need to be in the water. Well, yeah, you, you spray it down so the thing's not getting dehydrated. No, no. But... Kate, I think they breathe. In the... Oh, they probably do both. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm not good with my I'm not good with my lobster fact. Also, their claws, if anybody's interested, weigh more than their body. So you can't jerk them around because they're Aww. I know. You're very Why gentle. You do they're that? very gentle creatures. I would never. I'm just giving facts for people if they're ever handling a lobster. Oh. Yeah, you can't upset a lobster. Yeah. It's poor claws. I know. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, adorable. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I learned this week. Fantastic. What about you? Did you learn anything? I don't know what I learned, Leisha. I'm tired. I worked until like midnight in the cold. Okay. Um, my body's still cold. You learned that you don't like to be cold. I learned that um, I don't. Well, I've always known this. It just reinforced the fact that I don't like being cold at night. Outside. I hate being cold. Oh, at night is worse. Sure. Yeah. I had those heating things, you know, those heating pockets, mm-hmm. you know, those heat things that you stick in your pockets. Mm-hmm. I had them like all inside my pants. You, you know, can do that my, thermo one, the one you stick on your back. That's what I did. I did, did all you have of that it. One? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like I was smuggling, you know, hot pockets, you know, like it was, but it was like the only thing it was doing to keep me warm. Yeah. And only a portion of my body. That's what I learned. It reinforced my yeah. lack of love for the chill. You just made that sound so cool. Did I? The lack of love. Let's get right to it because today's our favorite thing that we get to do, which is answer listeners' questions. We're so excited. Apparently, there's a lot of them. We're going to just like roll through them. There's L word questions. There's also just God knows what questions. Life questions? We don't know. It's a, it's a mixed bag, which is nice. Well, that's great because the spirit of the show is a mixed bag. We're going to jump to this, then we'll jump to that. And and if someone exactly. ever asks, what's the show about? I don't know. It's just a mixed bag of It's a mixed bag. Everything. So let's hit it. Hello. Um, my name's Brooke, and I was calling in to ask if the Alice and Shane characters um, were written to be so close, or if you guys just developed some sort of like camaraderie outside of the show, and then the show began to imitate life so art was imitating life in that scenario or reverse 
Um, because you could definitely sense in the show that you guys have sort of like a unique um, collaboration and friendship. So anyway, if you guys want to answer that, that'd be cool. If not, I guess I'll just wonder about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Brooke, Brooke, here's how it all went down. We're going to answer that burning question. Kate and I were not written as close characters at all and became so close up in Vancouver right off the bat. First season, it was actually you, me, and Aaron. Mm -hmm. And then they started writing our characters around, I think, what they were seeing. If memory serves, the three of us were always off to the side, like we've always called ourselves the Greek chorus in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you and I, and we, and Aaron, like no diss on Aaron, but you and I had a um, such an immediate synergy. Right. And then, you know, Eileen used to let us improv a lot, so... I think once they saw that we were bringing a lot of our real friendship in. But Eileen also was an observer, right? She would write for people's strengths. She'd write for people, you know, she would keep an eye out on what dynamics are happening off camera and incorporate that on screen. So if you and I mm -hmm. really didn't get along, I doubt she would have said, I'm going to make these two. No, <laughs> that would have been really mean. Right. Yeah, she, she, you're right. She, she observed what we were all doing outside of work. And basically I've always heard a good writer writes to your strengths, right? So they observe yeah. you as an actor and who you are as a person. And they start incorporating a lot more of that into the yeah. show that they're writing. And it just becomes more natural and honest. Yes. Right. It has a, a more yeah. truthful quality. So it's like, well, I think it's more, she it's saw authentic. that it was there and exactly. So yeah, it wasn't there and now it's there. And you were one of my um, first friends in L.A. when I moved there. First friends in L.A.? Well, yeah. yeah. We were hanging out up there. That's why. And then you moved from New York to L.A. Right. Well, normally, you know, you like, you know, you hang out like, you, you, you know, you shoot in location and you get super tight on location and then you come back to your real life and you stay in touch. But it's not consistent and it's it's not there's nothing wrong with that. It's just life gets in the way. But you and I just had that, you know, one in a million thing where. We talk every every morning mm -hmm. <laughs> and we see each other all the time. We share a lot of the same friends. And, and yeah, so Brooke, did that answer your burning question? I'm glad she gets to get that question out of her head. Who needs to carry that around? <laughs> <laughs> I want more scenes with you. I know. That's our big, that's our big it's my pickle. wish. Yeah. It's our pickle. Next one. Hi, my name is Casey. And I just first wanted to say what everyone else has been saying. I love listening to pants. Y'all are so very entertaining together. I literally live for Wednesdays when I can listen to a new episode on my walk to the coffee shop in the neighborhood. So thank you for still having them, even though y'all are back on set. I definitely know, or I know that's not easy, but it's definitely appreciated. Um, Lisa, I actually worked on a movie you were on years ago. And even now, it was personally one of the worst experiences of my life. Well, I, I guess looking back on it now, I was able to take a lot away from it. So I guess I should be thankful for that. Um, but it definitely sucked at the time. You were always really nice. I missed all the shit that was going on, and that helped a lot with me personally through the, getting through that shoot. Um, especially since I was a fan of uh -huh, her, so I was very awkward with trying not to stay girl every day. Uh, I guess basically I'm trying to say thank you for just being a nice human being. Uh, kind of sad that I'm saying that, but it's true. Kind of rare. Okay, on to my question. So speaking of city work situations, have y'all ever taken a job that was work like the worst and that even to this day y'all wish that y'all hadn't taken and if you can't say what the job was 
Can you say why it was the worst or maybe what helped y'all get through it? Hey, Casey. First of all, the fact that you say y'all every second is the cutest thing in the whole wide world. I love when someone says y'all. Can I ask um, a question? Can I ask yeah, something? Yeah, go. Did, did, did she say that you two worked together and that you were nice with her and you made the experience better for her? Did I? I think that's what she said. She was talking kind of quickly. So I didn't hear what we worked on together, but she said it was something horrible, which is. Funny. What was it, Casey? <laughs> what, it was. What, what could it have been? I'm what was it, curious. Casey? Well, I'm so glad I was nice to you. My mom would be very happy. I wish I knew what it was so I can have a recollection of this experience. But Casey, your question is, have we worked on something that we didn't like and what made it better? Kate, Mm. you want to go first? Well, I'm not ever going to say what things I worked on that weren't good. But yes, I've had that experience. I've had it a few times. What's made it better? I love crews. I love the crew on a show. They are the they are the backbone of any production. And this is from our profession because I can't, you know, relate to a corporate job. Crews are always there and they're the hardest workers and they're there to, you know, make you comfortable. And they're just usually the coolest people. And so when I've had rough or, un, or unsatisfactory experience, maybe is the best way to say it. It's the crews. They make me laugh. You have like that rapport. And you're like, I can't wait to see John tomorrow or or Joanne or whoever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to piggyback on that and I'm going to sort of like take it in a different direction, which is it's whoever walks onto the set, whether it's the crew, the fellow actors, even producers. When I see people caring about what they're doing, when they're mm-hmm. um, really putting their heart and soul behind a project. And I have to say even if it's bad, even if it's a project nobody's excited to be on, I always truly respect when people show up prepared, when they show up on time and respect everybody's time, when they show up um, excited to be there, full of gratitude and excited to take their art form, what whatever that is, whether it's, you know, being a makeup artist, a focus puller, camera operator, an actor, know your lines, be excited yeah. to be there. Yeah. And and put your heart and soul into it because what else are you doing here? And I yeah. always, I always heard this, like you, if you ever have a day of sort of feeling complainy or whatever, you just talk to your 16 year old self. And basically if you put that person at that age in the situation you're in, I'm telling you right now, your, your 16 year old self's mind would be so blown that you're standing where you are. And it always puts it into perspective. I'd never heard that. I think we forget about what we dream about when we're kids and we take a lot of things or people can take things for granted. I like that. Yeah. It just kind of reminds you like, you'd be like, oh my God, where am I? I mean, even auditioning, I've heard that to do in auditions. Like if you're in a big casting office and freaking out and you're in the lobby, like your 16 year old self would be like, I can't believe I'm here right now about to audition for this blah, blah, blah. Like even that experience. You have a lot to say. Many thought, many thoughts today. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks, Casey. Kate's <laughs> bored, but I was talking to you, Casey. No, I'm not. Tra- be, I'm not tra- bored at all. You're a thousand percent right. I agree with you one hundred percent. Show up, do the job. Yeah, and be happy doing it. I think I bored Banjo too. She got off the bed. She's like, I'm out. You didn't bore anybody. <laughs> Stop. She's like, you didn't take me for a walk. That's <laughs> so. Fuck you. 
Hi, Alicia and Kate. This is your friend Vanessa from Long Island. Big fan of the pod. My first question is for Alicia. Alicia, your first acting credit, at least according to Wikipedia and IMDb, is for one of my favorite minor characters on one of my favorite TV shows, Corinna from season four of Boy Meets World. I apologize if you've talked about this already, but I'm curious to hear about your experience on the show, especially with it being your first acting gig and your character being a musician. My second question is for Kate. Boy Meets World takes place in Philadelphia or a Philly suburb to be more specific. What movie or TV show best depicts Philly? The people, the places, the culture, the vibe. You're both the best. Thank you so much for providing a lot of laughter during these complicated times. Vanessa, let me tell you something. I've always done music. It's been what I what I what I love to do and you know, I guess continue to do, who knows? But I used to be in a band, The Murmurs. I had pink hair, you know. I kind of looked like a club kid and kind of eventually <laughs> <laughs> I did. I look like I landed from Mars. Anyway, I moved to L.A. because it was getting hard to live in New York. I'd been there seven years and, you know, it's very expensive. So moved to L.A. with with my bandmate, Heather. And I got a call from a producer of that show. I was not planning on stepping back into the acting world, but although I studied it, I never really pursued it. So anyway, got a call. He wanted me to come audition for that part. I didn't even know what the show was because I was a lot older than I think the age range of the show, you know, ended up in that time. I think I like got rid of my pink hair. I don't know because I have brown hair in that. I think I got rid of my hair, whatever. He he brought me in because he liked this. He saw my videos and he liked the spirit of my whatever was whatever was coming out of the Your screen essence. and my essence. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, and then I auditioned and did that thing. I never, I get people stop me for this thing, this, this show Do all they? the time. And it, yes, because it's no like way. Vanessa, they were like, well, it's like your little kid show. It's your kid show. So they're like, oh, you know, right. and I played this thing where this part where I was a sort of hippie singer, songwriter, folk singer. It was kind of like an Alanis Morissette thing. <laughs> and. I wrote a song that was like edgy, but I really wasn't edgy. And then I tried to be edgy. It was really fun. It Did was really fun. Play the, were you in one episode or in a number just of Just one episode. That's what and I'm it saying. It's one of those things that you like. The, the, the nostalgic hits. I guess. Yeah. But you I, know, had I, get a, it. I had a blast doing it. That's like the time I was doing a film and a guy comes on the set and I recognized him. He was a guest star on 920. See? This is the same and he thing. was kind of, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you played, and I even know his character name. I can't remember what it was. I was like, oh my God, you played blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, oh yeah, I did, didn't I? And I was like, oh my, well, tell me all about it. <laughs> That's really cute, Leisha. You're part of the nostalgia And it was funny kits. because our bands, like we were folk singers, Heather and I, for years all around the East Village. And then I wrote a song called You Suck about someone who had ripped us off. And... <laughs> Then I like, cause I always Heather, we'll have Heather on because we do need to do like a murmurs thing. Cause I think it would be yes. fun, but I always wanted to be like a riot girl. I wanted to be edgy. I wanted to be like, you know, whole and sleeter Kenny. And I wanted to just, you know, and Heather wanted to stay like folk hippie. 
And so we always had mm-hmm. that clash in a very sweet way, mm-hmm. like not fights or anything, but we always had. So when I wrote you suck, I was like, this is it. This is the direction <laughs> like, I wanted to keep going that way. Anyway, so the part on Boy Meets World was sort of similar to like what I was going through. Speaking of the of the of the riot girl thing, have you watched Moxie yet? Yes, I'm halfway through. I keep falling asleep at night. How could you not finish I it in just so one? Much. What are you doing? It's no, two it's hours not the, of your it's life. Not the pro- You're it's, not watching a PBS I'm tired documentary. Is what I'm doing. I'm sleeping, Kate. It wasn't that the that the movie put me to sleep. It's that my my body put it, myself to sleep. Like it happened anyway. When I watched Moxie, I watched it because um, like I, like CSS had a song in that, right? Right. I had no idea what to expect. Long story short, I laughed. I cried about three times and I was buzzing by the end of that movie. It's well, so the good. The genius of Amy Poehler and anything she does, writes, says. But the story, like, the story is I know, amazing. But I, mean, she, I understand, but she, that's her project. I just like, I like idolize that woman in a way that's like weird. I just think she's a. I idolize no that. Like I, I idolize that idea for a story. It's like, we're going to create feminism from the riot girl mm-hmm. music. It's like, fuck yes. Yes. Yes, I should have made a fa- uh, a fanzine. Uh, uh, what are they called? Fanzines. Fanzines. Yeah. Oh, what a smart idea! That's so my era. It's so funny. Oh, missed opportunity in high school. But Vanessa asked you a question too, Kate. Oh about shit! Philly. What was it? What, oh god! What project, movie, TV show best represents Philadelphia. I haven't seen one yet. I think Ooh, I have to do it. Slam. I think I have to do it. I haven't. Do I don't. It. I know. Um. Um, I don't, I haven't seen one, to be honest, that I'm where I think, oh, that's the spirit of it. I, I know people say it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I've never seen it. I can't comment, but anything I've seen, nope, can't say anything's if I, if I think of something, <laughs> I'll let you know next answer. week. Sorry. It's the truth. It's, it's going to be up. No, that's the truth. It's going to be up to me to make something that feels You're going to think like about home. that all week. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to our next question, let's take a quick break. Yes. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands? And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Hey, everybody, we're back. Uh, You want to hear another one? I do. I do. Okay, me too. Me too. I have to admit, I'm a late bloomer to the L word. Uh, I didn't even watch the show, or I should say the original series until this past summer. I was in my 30s when y'all originally aired. 
I was, you know, invited like all other gay women to the weekly gayborhood watch parties. And I tried to watch an episode, but God, I was having lesbian college PTSD. I felt, I felt like I was transported back to my college days and I was like, nope, not quite ready to, re- to revisit. Anyways, my question to Kate and Leisha, what I would like to know is how much of your real personalities are, are part of the characters you play. I think that's it. Um, hopefully, um, you know, I get chosen. Mickey, you were the chosen one. It's Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. All right. I heard Mickey. Leisha, what do you want from me? I was off by one letter. Nikki, you were the chosen one. Nikki, come on down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> here's what's here's what's funny about what you said. You said you had PTSD of your college lesbian years. That's usually the the time of life people are like, God, that was great. What does that mean? Well, I don't like get it. our makeup artist, for in- <laughs> for instance, Angel. We always laugh like you know, most women have their lesbian experience, experience in, in high school in the dorm room. Right, right. No, college. It's like, a, and I there, think it's even and like I a said, joke and, like I, a and I said, in, I just said in the dorm room. Oh, yeah. So, um, but it's usually a, a pleasure. It's usually a good, a good memory. As you continue on in life, you're like, well, at least I did that. Well, not for Nikki, it wasn't. Well, exactly. That's why I kind of want to know what the story is. Yeah. What happened? But she was still in lesbian bars watching. So she's she continued. Okay, um, okay, that's what I want to break down. So she went to the remember the remember the watch parties that used to happen. Yeah, they were great, and you and I went to a lot of them. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but you can't watch any. I don't think you can really watch. Like, so if you're really into a show, I would never go to a watch party because too many people talk and everyone needs to to be quiet. Um, but so she went well, to these yeah, parties. It's your nightmare. Yes. But she went to these parties. She went to these watch parties. She walked in. She was like, ah, she's like, this is too much for me. And did she did she leave or did she stick around and tough it out? I think she probably stayed and had and like either picked up girls or hung out with her friends and had some drinks, but didn't like turn around. And and she didn't she wasn't like, let me go there every week and watch this show. She wasn't in it for the show. Didn't she say she got into the show in her she got into Late, it recently. I think now she's into it. I think she's just like, okay, because now if she was in her 30s back then, she's like, my, she's probably like close to 50. No, she's in her, she's like 45. She's in her, wait a second. That's what she just, thank you, Melissa. She just watched it last summer. Okay. So that's my point. So she got into it yeah. last summer, but when it was initially on, maybe she re- rebel, repelled it against it because it was too much. That's exactly what, yes, I respect that's what that. She's saying. It's cool. I get it. I totally yeah, get it. Yeah. And now she's ready for it. She's like, okay, what is this? What is this thing? Let me say this. Thing. Well, welcome. So happy to her have question you. was, are we like our characters? Here's how I've always looked at it. I feel like Alice is a lot more, I look at her like this. She always says what she's thinking on the inside. She says it out loud, right? It's almost like radical honesty, whether it's under her breath, whether it's like, you know, really loud. It doesn't matter. Like she's outspoken. She doesn't care. And she has a lot more balls than I do. I'm, I think as a, as a person, I'm a lot more, I wouldn't say I'm quiet as Kate has pointed out today. I'm not, but I'm, but I'm, um, not today. and I'm not, not shy. Today. Yeah. Not I'm today, not shy. Not. I'm none of that. But I'm, I'm not, I don't have that quality that, that sort of like, I'm not scared of anything quality. You're not snarky in real life. And I'm not Alice, snarky. Alice has like a snark to her. 
Yeah, she's got wit and snark. I mean, I think I have wit. You have I wit. Hope. You have wit. You're not, but you're not snark. You don't have snarky wit. Right. Right. And I actually like based the character on one of my very good friends, Allie. I was like, Allie, I'm basically playing you. She's like, I know. Like we, we basically. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's so but, true. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of like, sort of like, I guess the more, hmm, like the foundation of Alice probably have a lot of, but I think there are qualities to her that are not me, but it's, you know, like I was saying before, if, if a writer writes to your strengths, even when it comes to lines and how you speak and like the cadence of your voice, like the, the rhythm of your, how you talk, like if that starts to match up, there, there's a lot of truth in yourself and what you're doing. Right. Kate. Like you're not Shane at all, but there's a lot of things about you that are. I, I, but that's the thing with playing television. It's one thing doing a film and, and you know, if you're, how do I put this? Like, yeah, you're playing a character, but it's not like you're not the character. You're, you're creating this character from yourself. There's no specific characteristics these characters had that had to be embedded in them from day one. Does that make sense? Yeah, like there's no Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, right, in the two of us. Right. We're not like, let me, I'm going to like create a limp and a, no, it's like, here's my voice. There were qualities, but there wasn't specificity. And so when we came in there, it was like figuring out, sussing them out. Um, and with a TV show, you just, you know, you do, if you're lucky, you do it for many years on end. And as the years progress, you get more and more comfortable and you kind of fall into that essence and they, that character falls into your ens- essence and it's kind of hard yeah. to see you know, one side, they kind of blend together. It's like, where does one start and the other begin? However, there also is, you know, things that Shane does that I wouldn't do. Um, And she has hangups that I don't personally have, which used to frustrate, frustrate me when I was younger. And I, and I think we've, you know, figured them out now as she's gotten older and, and, and and I like playing this older version of her. It's like fiction and reality just kind of. It can blur. It can blur for sure. Like, I don't think I'm as um, shut down You're not. as Shane is at all. One thing I always really liked about this character that uh, I probably, you know, had some effect on me and some, you know, cellular level that I never really took notice of is that she was so un- unapologetically herself and didn't worry too much about what others thought. I've always liked that. So I had to learn that as I got older. Now it's like, oh, I got that. You know, when you hear about actors when they say like, my character wouldn't say that, or my character wouldn't do that. It's really true. Like you actually get to know these people yeah, in a, in a really intimate way. So, and you're not saying I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that. You really know that like the person you've been playing wouldn't do that. Yeah. A hundred percent because you know, this person inside and out because this person has mm-hmm. somehow become you and you've become exactly. them. On a cellular right. level. So, you know, for a fact, when you're like, I'm sorry, that's so off. That's so off base of who this person is. Right. Let me count the ways. Let me count. Let me count the ways. Why? Yeah. You're not coming home at night, though. And like, you're not Shane at the shake, house. Shake. I'm not shaking I'm Shane not off. I'm coming over I, to your house. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not I don't come home, jump in the like, shower and try we? to like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, no. I don't try to like shake her off in the shower and be like, oh, I got to wash this character off. It's not, no, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> I'm going to wash um, that Shane right out of my hair. Why am I singing so much today? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but also, I'm um, sorry. But also I think it has to do with who you work with. Cause there are certain people again on a, I'm speaking on on television basis or anything really. It's like when you have a connection with with your with the person you're doing a scene with, and you just have that synergy and you can like bounce things back and forth. 
with each other, you're, you become more authentic because you're so in sync with the person you're working with. Like I have that with you leash. I, you know, like we have that with Jennifer. I -hmm. have that with, I don't want to give a story away this season, but I have that with a very special someone that I have scenes with. You've had that leash with whom you're working Mm -hmm. with. It's, Mm -hmm. and so when you have that synergy with your co-star, that authenticity is going to come out and you actually kind of maybe see more of yourself in this character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. You know, you're not just like saying the lines and like playing this thing. It's like, no. you're, 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 you know, you're, you're just, you know, you're making this person come to life and it's really fun. Precisely. Exactly. Exactly. So it really I think it's when, a way to play. Like it's a way to, it's like when we play as kids. That's how a hundred percent. That's why, that's why yeah. acting's fun. It's like mm-hmm. fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, even if there are things you, you would never do, you're like, Oh, but this person, I can do it through this person. Oh, yeah. What's the next question? My question is, how do you make more friends within the lesbian community without everybody else thinking that you're hitting on them? Because I feel like it's really hard to get yourself out there when you are taken in this community because everybody just is always assuming that you're flirting with them and not just trying to be friendly. Uh, So, yeah. And my name is Julie Dragon calling from Ohio. Thank you, guys. Love the show. Julie, did she say Julie Dragon? Julie Dragon. Jesus, what a cool name. Amazing. Respect there, Julie Dragon, if we're saying I mean, I think if you're walking up with that name in general, people are like, I'd be your friend. Julie Dragon. So wait a second. So what's her so what's her deal? Her deal is how do you make friends? Because everyone thinks you're hitting on them. Who are these people? Get over yourselves. What you seriously a bunch of narcissists? <laughs> I know who the fuck you like, think you all are. Obviously, you're talking to me because because <laughs> you want me and you want more I'm, from me than I'm willing me. to I'm give. So awesome. And I'm sorry, who gave you the authority to to for you to think that in the first place? Who made you exactly. feel so damn special? Sit down. Anyone who's doing that, why would you waste your time with? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. Someone who's no. Who, you take know. a good look around, Julie Dragon. Take a look around. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Let's start there. But maybe she's talking about just when she goes to like, I don't know, a restaurant or a bar. She made yeah. clear it was it was a generalization. It was, you know, uh, there was nothing specific. It was like, what do you do in the lesbian community when you want to make friends and everyone thinks you're hitting on you? So I'm thinking bars, exactly. Parties, whatever. Um, and again, back to the question of who are these people that think that they're just, you know, wanted left, right and center when you just want to make a friend? I don't know. I, my only reference of that is when I was younger and I was like, it felt like the only gay person on two legs. So like whoever, whatever girls I was around, it was like, I was the lesbian. So I always thought like, oh, do they think I'm not, you know, like it's that it was more an insecure place of mine, but she's in the lesbian community. I know. And like straight girls, like, you know, there's that old joke, like, they're just assuming if you're talking and they're just assuming you want them because sure. you're gay. Right, right. If she's in the gay world and this is happening, I'm not sure. I don't quite understand what's happening. And are they telling her this? Also, 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 you know, when you hit it off with someone on the friend buddy level and when you hit it off with someone on a more intense level, you sense that. You can feel it. So it's not like, so you, you know what I mean? So I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. Hey, Julie, maybe call back in next week and give us some more details. Yeah. Be more specific. I don't, I don't get it. We need more to go on. Oh God. Like meeting, it was just weird. It's like, you don't, 
you don't, you don't, who, who does that? You always think that, you know. I don't know. You wouldn't have any friends. You wouldn't, well, no, because you wouldn't have any friends if that's what you think of yourself. Like, oh, everyone just wants to talk to me because they want, you wouldn't have any friends. Like, I want to help Julie. Yeah, if you just assume everyone talking to you wants to sleep yeah, with you. Yeah, so who are, yeah, so who are these people? <laughs> You'd be busy too. Really busy. Oh, God. And but like, really who are these people with, with that sort of mentality where they think that's all? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Julie, no we need more deets. I said deets. Yeah, Ju- uh, there, that's the word. The deets. Full circle. Um, okay, let's take Stop. a quick break. Stop Kate, the I'm not doing it for real. All right. So we're back and... Oh, you're st- God, did you think about it through the whole commercial? I did. I did. Yeah, the deets. Kate, do you not know I brought it back as like a joke? I didn't. Yeah. The wow, whole time right. I've been joking with this abbreviation thing. Have you ever heard me do that? No. I just thought you were okay. being in the moment and being cute. Okay. <laughs> I wow. can't help it if wow. I'm so cute all the time. You are. You're cute and adorable. <laughs> okay, okay. So here we are. My name is Grace. And I... My question is, when you're preparing for an emotionally demanding scene, do you draw inspiration from your own life in order to feel the pain, shed the tears, or do you strictly look at it from an outsider's perspective? I've always wondered if dramatic acting is emotionally exhausting or are you able to separate yourself from the work? Thanks. I I so rarely get something emotional with this character, but... When I have had to do it, when I've had to go somewhere very sad, I 100% draw from my own life. I mean, I don't know how else to do it. And it does take a lot of prep. I mean, you know, I'll listen to like really sad music all morning and I'll just think about the person I'm thinking about and I'll... Oh, you make playlists? I just try to like... I never made the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. And I like just sort of like try to dredge up the like sense memory and the, you know, have it like ready to trigger when I have to shoot that scene. And I, and I make it so like, it's kind of like, right. You know, when like you're about to cry and it's like in your throat, it's like that. And I try to keep myself there, like in that, especially in that hour before you shoot that, when you know, it's like, hopefully if you're lucky, it comes up. There are some actresses and actors that can just cry at the drop of a hat. That's not me. But that's me. Yeah, I have to. It has to come from somewhere real for me. What about you, Kate? Um, it, cr- it truly depends, I think. Um, and sometimes scenes are they don't appear sad on the page when you have the read through and you're looking it over and then you sit down to rehearse or you get that first shot off and you're like, oh, there's actually a sadness there. I had a scene recently where it was it was what it was on the page and we got to shoot it and it was actually terribly sad. Um and, you know, um, I don't know where it comes from. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's just a, a, a piece of dialogue just kind of triggers you and, and I, I can't explain it. It's just the way it is. Um, other times you love the person you're working with so much and you and they just like there's something in their eyes that breaks your heart. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it because it's different for every circumstance. And then there are times where you're like, fuck, I can't get it up. Can I get some mm-hmm. fucking blowy in my eyes, which is this menthol stuff, just to help me get to that? And I don't use it often, but I've had in the past. Um, and there's no harm in that. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes it's you know it's late. It's three in the morning, and 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 you know, and you're 
You just need a little of assistance. Yeah, it's different. I think it's different. Really depends on the specific circumstance. That's why I like comedy. It's a lot more fun. Yeah, you like the comedy. I like I like finding the comedy in non-funny scenes. I like finding the comedy in a- anywhere I can. <laughs> I know you do. <clears throat> okay, what else do we have? Hey, Kate and Alicia. This is Heather. And my question is for this week, if you could travel through time, where would you go and why? Gosh. If you could travel through time, anytime. Are we allowed to go into, does it have to be a realistic time travel? I don't think so. I, I have to say, I, I'm kind of in the here and now. I don't really oh, think about Kate, what would it look have like. Have a little fun. Travel I'm just saying for a minute. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm in the here and now. No, I don't sit there and think, oh, I wish I was back in the 80s. I wish I was back. Like, I, like it would have been cool in the 50s. The 50s were very repressed. I don't know if that they was a really very, like, fun No, time. I would not want to. No, it wasn't. I'm just using that as an example. I would not. But yeah. if I had to choose a decade, that would not be the 50s. I can tell you that. The Roaring okay, 20s, yeah. I think, would be fun. I think that mm, I would like the Roaring 20, 20s after the pandemic. Boom. It just the world I think exploded. you're about to experience the Roaring 20s pretty much this year. Yep. yep. So, so I'm, welcome to the past. But they had better clothes back then. They know how to do it up. Oh, yeah. I definitely would have liked to have been at Woodstock. Oh, God. That sounds like For my sure. worst nightmare. I think it sounds fun. I would have liked to have dropped acid and Oof. seen like Jimi Hendrix play. What? Are you kidding? No. The people that played at Woodstock. I'm not knocking the performance for the No, no, the no. Performers. But that's why I would want to be there because I think at that time, if you were like, you know, a teenager in your 20s and you just take a car Mm -hmm. to this place and you're just in this field for days and days, seeing the most incredible musicians for the first time and probably only time in your life. And there were like fun drugs. And I don't know. It just seems like, why not? That seems like it would have been a fun weekend. Do I want to go to like do that today? No. But I'm just, if I was going to plop myself for a good time, that sounds fun. I know what I want to do. I take it back. I take it back. Here I know go. where I want to go. Here we go, everybody. Wanna, where are you going? I want to. I want to be in the Algonquin Hotel with Dorothy Parker, and I want to have a drink with her and hang out with her and her friends. That's what I want in New York. Okay. A nice great. civilized dinner with conversation, smoking, and drinking. It sounds great. Okay. That's where I want to be. I can't do the Woodstock. I'd be like, well, there's too many people. It's dirty. I like, didn't where do you, you pee? So I know. And it's a, yeah. And I, yeah. It, yeah. It's, but I respect that. You're getting upset about Woodstock. Quite the opposite. You're getting upset about Woodstock. <laughs> but then I have fantasy t- time travel. Like, I wish I could go to Game of Thrones. And I know that's Why? not a real place. Why in the world would you want to do it that? It just <laughs> seems fun. I'd like to hop on a dragon. Oh, so you want to be Daenerys? I no, I want to be on the. I want to hold. I want to wrap my arms around Daenerys's waist while she flies okay. the dragon, and I'm like okay. a passenger, and we're just off to have a good time together. Are you just, just Leisha hanging out? Or are you just yeah. Leisha hanging out? You're like, hey, yeah, I'm here. I've, like, I've show me around your neighborhood. Gotten my time travel ship, Got and it. I've arrived on the back of her dragon. I'm like the bitch. I'm like the bitch on the back. You're the bitch on the back of the dragon. You're the you're the dragon bitch is basically what it is. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, okay. 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 But I know that's not a real place, but whatever. 
time travel is not real. So what the fuck? <laughs> right. We could play. I mean, I'd also like to maybe go to the future. Yeah. Now my mind is opening up. Now I'd like to have, I'd like to be invited to dinner at the Walsh house. I want Cindy <laughs> to make me cute. dinner. That's cute. Okay. I want to get advice <laughs> from Jim, although oh. Jim can be a little annoying I'm at times. What? I don't, whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Or like, you know, I want to have dinner with the Walsh family. And I want Dylan to be there. Do they like show up after work, after school? They all come in and throw their backpacks down and they're like, dinner ready, mom. And you're just there. Yeah. At the table. And, and Cindy Walsh is like, you know, chopping up a salad and getting like the pot roast ready. And there's like, I want to be invited. That's what I want. Like, I'm not getting into super details. I don't have the answers, but I just want to have dinner at the Walsh house. I love it. I could answer that question all day long, by the way, as like when we hang up from this podcast, you're going to think of 30 I'm gonna of be like, oh, I should have said. So if we bring it up next week, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm just going to be like, oh, I know where I want to okay. go. Write them down. So write them down. Okay. Thanks, Heather. What a great question. Hi, this is AD and Maggie from DC. We have a question for both Leisha and Kate. We're wondering from the first L word season, if you all could have been a different character, which character would you have picked? Thanks. Love you guys. AD and Maggie from DC. If we could be other characters, who would we want to be? Uh, I don't know. Um, I have to give it up to Jenny Schechter. I'm sorry. Like, that is the most, such a complicated woman. Yeah. I'm going to say her. I'm going to say her. I think I would have to go Tina. Really? Yeah, I'd go Tina. Okay. I can't tell. I can't explain why. You don't have to. Okay, thanks. What's the next one? Hey, Kate and Leisha. This is Allie from Ohio. Um, I want to start off by apologizing to Leisha. I met you in Cleveland at the House of Blues in 2014. You were doing a show and there was a meet and greet after. And I introduced myself and you said, I'm Leisha. And all that I could get out my out of my mouth is, I know. And I keep kicking myself in the butt for that because I felt like such an idiot meeting somebody that I look up to so much um, and sounding like a total dweeb. Um, So sorry for that. Anyways, my question is, if you were to get married and your family doesn't want to be a part of the wedding, what would you do? They like, they don't want to come. Would you get somebody to, come and be there for you through those moments or do you just miss out on all of the father-daughter dance and stuff like that i just don't know what to do oh Allie, listen first of Allie all the house from blues 2014 I, it, no don't it, let this go that was a long time ago <laughs> and mm-hmm. whatever you said i'm sure you were totally adorable I'm sure I had nothing brilliant to say. So if we were just standing there enjoying each other's company and not saying much, you know, good for us. Listen, thanks for coming to the show back then. Anyway, yeah, the wedding, this is devastating. Well, Kate and I, well, you know, we have this, we talk about this all the time what? in the gay world that we, in our community, a lot of times our families are chosen families, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, many people have problems with their family not accepting who they are and it's it's a harsh reality i feel like the most important thing to do is remember the days about you 
and your fiance and um, surround yourself with people who support that. Yeah, but she's asking like, but she's asking like, I'm assuming this is because it's a more traditional wedding. Like there's a father daughter dance. It's an actual wedding, right? Like I'm yeah. assuming. No, I get um, it. Julie, Julie from Ohio. I, if anything, um, grab a friend, grab if you have a cousin, an uncle, any like, you know, any figure that you look up to is like as like a mentor of sorts and have that person substitute and make it special. And unfortunately, if your family chooses not to be there for those reasons, then they're really missing out. But don't let that drag they're you They're missing out. That's what I mean. I'm saying she needs to remember and take care of herself and her day and her moment, right? It's it's like number one priority. Yeah, but just trying to like find that like substitute that can fill that void, right? Like it's, it's yeah, important. I think you need to find the people that support you. Maybe you guys all dance together. Maybe it's not one in particular person. Maybe it's a group dance. Do you hate that, Kate? I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I don't like that sort of attention. So I would insist everyone gets up at once because please don't look at me. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe it's like maybe you guys even rehearse a dance together and it's a it's a friend dance. That's cute. And, you know, you could also film the whole thing and send the recording to your family. So, you know, that at least if they ever wanted to sit down and watch it and share that moment with you, you know. Yeah. It would be yeah. there to watch, but I'm so yeah. sorry. You know, hopefully they come around. It's it's unfortunate that we're still here with that sort of mentality where they don't, where, you mm-hmm. know, people are unaccepting. I know. Isn't it surprising? Jesus Christ. It's, it's 2021. Here. It's 2021. Oof. Hello. My name is Jessica. Um, by the sounds of it, I'm on the younger side of your audience members. I think it was Liz Feldman who used the term baby gay. So maybe we'll go with that. Um, anyway, when I was coming out, like a lot of people, I didn't really have any role models in my community. So I found people who I could look up to online. And I would watch YouTube videos and listen to queer musicians and watch pretty much any TV show that had a queer character. So imagine my excitement when I found that the L word was a thing. Um, and once I saw the show, I really looked up to the both of you. So thank you for that. Anyway, after all that, I was wondering if you could please share someone that you looked up to when you were a baby gay, or you could use a different word if that would make you more comfortable. Um, I just think it's really important to hear about the people who helped others and take a moment to appreciate them. Jessica, our little baby gay. Little baby gay. I'm so glad we could assist you. Yeah. (laughs) When I was young, there was nobody gay on TV. So I had to make them up. I had to like take all my gay feelings and sort of incorporate them inside these people like Cagney and Lacey was a big one for me because it was a female friendship but they were very close and very intimate without being physical but it was like I was like something about them and like I just was waiting for them to kiss even though you know it was never gonna happen there was also Molly Ringwald was like a big one for me nothing gay about her but those were just people I wanted to be like I don't know. I mean, it's no secret. I was a huge nut. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think. I feel like I'm just trying to think if I said you make those sounds. (laughs) Trying to. I'm trying to think if I have a different answer because I feel like I've said this in the past, and I and and for the risk of repeating myself, I'm trying not to. Uh, So I'll sum it up. Everyone knows I'm a now to an O fan. Everyone knows I was a facts of life fan. Um, Not everyone. Let's let's bring it down. So people are aware that I'm an out to an O fan and a Facts of Life fan. We know. Um, we know. I was a Madonna fan. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I looked one. at, yeah, like I remember Madonna. I remember seeing Madonna's, I remember being a little kid and it was a Saturday morning and I was about to watch my cartoons and I somehow came across the Material Girl video on MTV and my jaw dro- hit the floor and I thought, who is this person? Because she was so herself and so possessed and the song is amazing and oh my God, she had such a profound effect on me when I discovered her because she was Interesting. just so... Interesting. Self-possession is actually like a quality, I think. Yeah, that's really cool, Kate. I like how you kind of brought that together. That's what it was. Because that's I think when, we, little... you know, when we're coming out of the closet and we're finding ourselves and it's like not an easy road all the time that you have to have self-possession. You have to be like, this is who mm-hmm. I am. This is And Madonna did have that and still does. So like, I get that. And then when Truth or Dare came out, remember that documentary? You got to see her. Of like, course. Then you really got in and got to see her. And like she, she, and that's like, and yeah, like a self-possessed, strong, opinionated, talented, direct, funny. I was like, oh, I was like, that's how I, you know, that, that's that had cool. an effect on me. It's a great it answer. had an effect. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. But it makes sense in a gay way. I, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good bridge. I really only good put bridge, that together. Kate. I put that together in the moment, but it is incredibly true. I was putting it together with you as you were saying it. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I could do, honestly, I could do this every single week. This is my favorite thing that we do. I love the interaction with listeners and I love their questions. And for some reason, it's, it's perfection to me. Like, I love it. Can we do this more often? Would you guys like if we answered more of your questions or do you like when we like think of topics? Cause I'll be honest. It's, you know, we, we try to think of topics and we cover, we've covered so much. Sometimes we're thinking, shit, what do we talk about this week? We've talked about that. We've talked about this. And so we mm-hmm. want to keep it fresh, but sometimes you, we, we come up a little bit short in the, in the, on the creativity. Uh, do you like us answering these questions? Because if you do, honestly, we will do it a lot more because it's fun for us it makes it spontaneous we don't know we don't listen we don't listen to these before they're played just so you know we're not censoring we're just like grabbing a bunch and listening so it's spontaneous for us you make us think that's fun we have heard you i just want everyone to know we we hear everyone overseas we need a telephone line telephone i said it like i'm 80 we need a phone line where you can also a- ask questions and we, we are working on that. Just so you know, we're, yeah, we be patient. You. We're going to figure it out. Um, but I really like these questions and I like hearing their voices. It makes such a difference than just reading. I know, an email. It's adorable. I really like hearing yep. who they are. You get a little sense of their spirit. Well, thank you to everyone who called in and, and uh, yeah. we hope to continue to, to do this because it's really fun for us and I hope it's fun for you. Um, so thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. This has been another edition. No, wait, let me say one more thing. Um, yeah, do, do a, do us a favor. Um, uh, you know, we're on Instagram. I don't know if you know that we have a page, but we do have a page on Instagram. You can find us. And, um, how about in this coming weeks when we post about this week's promo to like remind you that it's on in the comments, let us know if you want us to do more of these Q and A's. Cause then we'll get a gauge of where everyone's at. Because now, right now we're talking to the air. No one can respond to us. So anyway, thank you. That's another episode of Pants. Till next week. 
Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at the Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. And graphics are by Love Fox. Love Fox.